What's your lesson from this year with Better Buddies? Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James. Hello. Rounding out the year 2023 with the last episode of this yes. year. Yes, of this year. I forget, is is this the end of the season? No. Or do we, are no, we going to say... No, like, no, we have another like, two years. Uh, no, did we, we have to a year and a half, actually. How long did we say, how long did you say the seasons were again? One moment, I gotta check. Yeah. Um, the season is 270, 76, 276 episodes on season one. What are we at? Oh, we're at like 215 or some 217. So we've got... 60 59 episodes to go so about a year just a little over i mean so basically by this time you said 272 276. is that what we said 276 so yeah so 59 that means so so 52 seven weeks. weeks into beyond this one yeah so what uh, no february yeah, February. February. Wait a minute, let me do some math. 21st? February, like around the 19th or 21st or something. Hang on, I'm going to go to that year. One, two, four, five, six. So. No joke, dead ass. Our last episode of season one will premiere on Friday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Oh, that is perfect. A.K.A. Palentine's Day. That's Being the beautiful. day after. So this is, that's just great timing. I've written it better myself and i'm a pretty good writer so that's really saying something that's awesome we'll have to think of something really special we'll have to do all the challenges that we said we were going to do at once <laughs> i trust me i got something up my sleeve oh i'm so stoked you're a pretty got... good showman i i have i have faith uh, actually i got something on my sleeve for the week after when we do our season one recap we're doing a recap? More like a reflection. God, it will have been what? Like six years? Um starting November of twenty nineteen. Five and a half ish. Two seventy two divided by fifty two. Twenty five would be five. Five years. Yeah. Dang. Five years. God, we'll be old. I know. Can you oh imagine we were in our early 20s when this started? It feels like forever ago. Because it was. 
Well, yeah, a lot has changed. A lot. Our better buddies, Icebreaker, this week's in the same vein with 2023 is just about over. What did this year teach you? What did 2023 teach you? I think, uh, taught me to just travel more than I like travel more than I thought I did. Did you travel a lot this year? I guess you did. You went to Japan. I went to Japan, which it wasn't like I traveled frequently, but it was a big trip. And in doing that trip, I realized like, oh, like I always liked the trips after I went on them, but like the being on them was never quite as fun as I'd always hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. And then this one was kind of like, oh, this is exactly as fun as I want it to be. What do you, what do you think changed? Um, I think it was just how I handled trips, right? Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My personal history when it comes to traveling was always very organized, right? It was, it's a school trip. So there's an itinerary you have to follow and you have your scheduled, here's your scheduled two hours of free time to roam the city, but you're 16 or 18 or whatever it is and can't really go anywhere or do anything because you need an adult. Um, or it was family trips or it's like, oh, we're going on this family trip with a purpose or a vacation or we're doing the thing. So you got to go and do the thing. And it's 12 people to the hotel room. With this one, it was still 10 people to the hotel room, but it was like, okay, we got two weeks. Figure it out. You feel like the fact that it wasn't, it was kind of a trip, you know. It was more different than anything you'd done before. Like, it forced you to kind of confront a comfort zone, I guess, with Uh, vacations. Kind of converting a comfort zone, but also getting that, like, breathing room, right? Like, oh, this is a vacation where I'm on vacation. Like, if I want to go wander the city for a day, I'm going to go do that. Like, I just did. There was a... There's one day where it was like middle of the trip. Everybody kind of had their thing they were going to go do. I was like, okay, well, I know somebody else. Uh, Alex said, oh, there, there's like a Marvel store in the in this area. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just wander the city and see if I run into that Marvel store. And I wandered around and I found a shopping mall. And outside the shopping mall, there was a sign for the Marvel pop-up store. So I went down and visited it. And I wanted the city the rest of the day. Hmm. I think 2023 also just taught me, like... I don't know if it taught me this, but it reminded me... I was reminded recently that the wheel turns on. Like, I... 2023 was just up and then down and then up and then down and then up and then down and then up again and then down again and just kind of that like the good will come back around just as assuredly as the bad will things will go wrong things will improve you just gotta hold tight do your best to hang on the bowl until a calmer time comes around again. Yeah, I think that's well said. 
What about you? Uh, um, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, patience. Honestly, um, I have a tendency to try and do everything at once with the idea that like, you know, I'm going to take on all this stuff immediately and just skip over a bunch of other stuff or rush through it and then find kind of like rest after it's all done. And I think similar to what you were talking about with like the up and then down, that's like a really difficult mentality to have because it means you're completely subject to like that tide. And when things are up, like it's really easy to be patient and to be like, Oh, this is really great. And then when things are down, that's when you get like manic and you're like freaking out. And Yeah. Um, I think just there's a, there's a phrase, um, be in the game, but not of the game that, uh, I like quite a bit. But if you die in the game, do you die in real life? Um, only if you allow yourself to think, to think so, I think. Okay. Um, like, it's just the idea that like in life you should be able to enjoy, you should be able to enjoy it. But like a lot of our problems, I think come along when we get too absorbed in one thing or another, Mm -hmm. no one thing can ever support like the weight of your being it just doesn't work it reminds me of um uh to quote you know what i'm sure will be one day truly enshrined as uh popular american knowledge it's like um ken you know <laughs> saying that his whole his whole job his whole identity his is beach yeah and it's, it's like not it's not true job. that's it's just, just what he is yeah it's not true kind of like like uh, Barbie says to him, like you're not your profession, you're not your your boyfriend or your girlfriend. It's like you're you're just you. And I know that's kind of like a simple, almost a corny sort of maxim, but it's really easy to kind of uh, forget it. You know what I mean? It's really easy to get lost in the sauce, as like some might say. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I think I'd like to think that this is the year where I just learned how to deal. You know what I mean? You just kind of keep doing what you're doing uh, and you go forward and you, me. yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Cause there's like, you want people to like you or you want things to work out. You have all these ideas, but really at the end of the day, you know, there's, one last thing is like, you know, they, there's some of those, I can't remember where it comes from, but there's that one, it's li- it literally sounds like a quote that they put in like an agenda log or something, but they mm-hmm. say like, uh, you know, it's not like intelligence or talent or um, beauty that ultimately wins out. It's just simple, hard work. Like it's just perseverance. It's persistence. It's like yeah. the person who is constantly like, getting up and going after it. It doesn't matter if you're how to deal. You're not going to win the race if you don't sign up. Yeah, and you're not going to win it if like if you feel great when you feel great, you know, but you crumble when it gets hard. Like you 
you're going to make it a part of the way through the marathon and then you're going to fall apart. And it's like, maybe that just means that you weren't meant to run marathons. Maybe you were meant to do something else. But part of it too is um, that uh, I think more what you're trying to get at. Uh, do you remember the movie Gattaca? I do. Yeah. When me too. Him and his brother have the the swimming race where they have to swim out to the rock or whoever can swim farther. And they're, they're adults again and they do it again. And they get done, and his brother's like, "How do you? How do you always beat me? I'm literally genetically modified to be better, faster, stronger. How do you win?" And his brother looks at him and says, "I don't save anything for the swim back. Like it's just the perseverance and persistence of I'm gonna do the thing." Yeah, you're gonna go all the way. Although I don't think anybody talks enough about how in that movie that man is setting up that mission for failure. Because the whole point is, hey, we need you to be able to run at this rate with, like, regular resting heart rate. And he's faking his heart rate. So, like, the dude is literally yeah. not actually physically fit enough to do this thing. <laughs> that is the only that is the only issue with that. Like, I, I've, I, I think um, there was another phrase I ran into that is, like, really stuck with me this year. Um, and I ran to, into it this summer. And it's... Um, one of the greatest skills you can have is to know when just enough is enough. Like, Oh yeah. The idea that it's really easy to keep going and going and going and you don't stop till you're full. I instead of stopping until just before where, you know, you might not have gotten everything, but there's something to be said for leaving space and leaving room. And I think that's really tough because I think we do have like, I don't know, there, there it feels it, like there's an ethos of like, just literally either do the thing fully and like kill yourself doing it or well, it don't bother me, doing it at all. You reminded me of a web comic I saw and I gotta, I gotta find out who the like creator is, but they'll do these web comics about like spirit animals visiting real versions of that animal and like talking about life. And I saw one about like, it was either like a goat or a ram and mm-hmm. it was that conversation like, oh, I I did it, but I wasn't good enough. Uh, I, I'm not good enough. I need to be better. And the spirit version was like, what does good enough mean? Like, good enough, uh, good enough is a shifting goalpost. You, even once you become good enough for your initial assessment, there is always another step to good enough. Sometimes you need to just accept that you're good. Like... Like you said, you need to leave that space sometimes of like, this is where I'm at. Yeah, I could push myself further, but this is where I'm at. Yeah, that's so hard because it's like the idea of living with this kind of like little question, you know, because that space is really nice, but it does create a, it can and I think it usually does create a question of like, oh, you know, what, what if I had done, what if I'd gone, try to go a little further? Like, what if I, you know, it does create that little kind of what if, which tends to take up like quite a bit of space. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I think on the whole, I feel pretty, I don't know. I feel like I really grew up this year, honestly. Boom. Uh, went through quite Kid a bit for life. So, yeah i grew up in in some important ways i needed to but if anything i think sometimes growing up like that makes you be even more of like you a old kid. piece of shit 
I can't help it. I can't help it if I'm so responsible and mature. You know, that's not my fault. Immaturity, right, that I'm... poop and fart jokes. Yeah. Fart, fart, fart. <laughs> Say it, brother. Say it. I. To be fair, I do. I do. I, I haven't rewatching SpongeBob, so I'm not. I'm. Oh, I still love cereal and cartoons are still my jam. That's like Dude, my. I had cereal with milk for the first time in years. Are you serious? Yesterday, Dude? yeah. Oh and my I, god! It was better than I remembered. What cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh. I don't eat classic. any other cereal. You don't? Are you not serious? Really. I don't eat. I don't normally eat cereal in the first place. And if I'm gonna eat cereal, I'm gonna eat a cinnamon toast crunch. Cause fuck the rest of that shit, dude. I have cereal like basically every why morning. Why would I? Why would I sully my taste buds with an inferior bag of sugar and puffed like wheat when I have this? When I can just buy the correct one. Uh, you're making me want Wheaties now, those Frosted Wheaties. Frosted Wheaties are good. Golden Grams are my go-to sugary cereal, but my the cereal I have the most is uh, is Cheerios, just regular Cheerios. God, really? Yeah, dude. It's what awesome. are you, two? Dude, it's... Uh, it's you're sad. It's, it's honestly Cheerios with skim milk and some Ugh. apple slices. That is, my, that is my breakfast. I, I love it, dude. I the smell of Cheerios. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, what are it. you two? What is what is that? Why? I don't know. Just one of those things I hate the smell of it. Dude, it just makes me think of like it just smells like I don't know, it's just this great combination of grain and then like milk and the apple slices that I cut up apple like an apple and I have that. So good. So unbelievably satisfying. I mean yeah. It's a pretty good breakfast for you. You're getting some calcium. You're getting some whole grain. Um, you're getting, obviously, fruit. Like, so, so good. Um, I fucking love that shit. Honey Nut Cheerios run a close second if we're talking about, like, a cereal that I would buy regularly, although I have not bought Honey Nut Cheerios in, like, years. Um, this is why you're old. You buy old man cereals. I'm just buying. I'm buying what's good for me. You know what I mean. Like I, I the problem is, it, if I have if I have too much sugary cereal, I just feel gross. I feel like how much are you having? Well, <gasps> I'm saying like, we have a guest. Do we? Somebody show up. Say hello, Can guest. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh my. Gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the podcast for the first time in a long while to help us end out the year, it's Calvin. Hello, I'm All on top the of a mountain from the other side of the world on top <laughs> of a mountain. Which mountain are you on top of? Um, I actually don't know the name of it. That's not I'm a good sign. He's at a he's at a Zen retreat for snowboarders. They don't tell you the name. You have to feel it in the exactly. flow of the. Uh, he sent us a picture. There's a lot of clouds and snow and trees. Wow. Dude, that looks beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's a, turning out to be a great bluebird day. There's a little bit of clouds, but we'll see. Now, since you're calling in, do you want to answer our icebreaker question of when 2023 is just about over, what did this year teach you? 
what did this year teach me? That's a good question. Um, maybe that you just have to, sometimes you just have to buckle down and do stuff you don't want to do. Mainly when it comes to like adult stuff, like this year I bought my first car, which meant there was a lot of paperwork with that. It broke down. Well, it didn't break down, but I got an oil leak. So I had to go to figure out how to do mechanic stuff that I'd never have to done. So it's all important stuff, but sometimes life isn't fun, but it's always a good feeling once you finish it. That's a good thing to learn. That's a good one. It is. It is a good thing to learn. He's inheriting some of that, that classic, the, 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 the classic Bushido work ethic. Very good. Yeah. Samurai wrote numerous philosophical tracks on what it was like to buy a shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Don't talk about my car like that. My car is beautiful. Sorry. Um, a car with history. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's actually very cool. Old as I am. What? Yeah, wait. When? What year is the car again? It's 2004. Dude, that's sick. Damn. Actually. Classic Y2K. And it's in better shape than I've seen cars that are like three years old in the States. They do they take care of their cars here. Yeah. Cool. That's that's really bad actually. Uh oh. What? Um, I just strapped in and my bindings are rocking. Uh oh. Yeah, I forgot. Screwdriver. Kel's got it. like a he's got like a faux hammer helmet now, so he can like speak. He's like a he's like a chopper pilot. <laughs> so, are you like talking to us while you're trying to snowboard down hills, or just showing off? I was a, uh, yes, I was about to do that, but then my bindings started moving in ways that is not good. Ah. We've got to get some audio of him going down the hill. It's a screwdriver. Kelvin goes down the hill, you just hear, he's talking, so there's just a whoop, and he stops. How, how would you say, where is the screwdriver in Japanese? Isn't it like... Where is the vodka no, orange juice? Dokodeska? Is that where? Is it? What was that? Dokodeska? Is that where? Is it? Is that what is it? One more time. I'm, I'm next to the... Next to the gondola, so I can't hear well. What does doko deska mean in Japanese? Um, doko is is where, and deska is just like an ending, question yeah. ending. So doko deska would be, where is it? Yeah, there we go. Skaru driver. Doko deska. However you say it. I'm sure I'm sure that they've either got a Japanese James. or a Hepburn name for it. What? James. Are, RJ, do you know how they say ice cream in Japanese? No, but I'm pretty sure Calvin <laughs> told me Ice to once. cream. <laughs> pretty much. Ice macadonado, dude. Macadonado. That's it. That's the one. We got a lot of loan words. Banana. What'd you say? Banana. Banana. Yeah, that's easy for him. I think what 2023 has taught me is that James can sometimes be a little racist. Dude, you're just He's learning not, that now. 
one that was not racist i was speaking the way that they speak all right not my fault if they sound a little driver not my fault if they sound a little goofy (laughs) i was more concerned about the way you tried to say screwdriver uh see the joke is that i was attempting to speak japanese correctly but then i said that they sound goofy so the satire is that that I'm I'm still a little you put racist. So many layers on that joke, so. I don't understand it's anymore. Multiple layers, much like Japanese isukrimu, it has multiple layers. Multiple layers. Uh, I don't know what? about that. As our foreign correspondent, can you confirm this, Calvin? That they have multiple layers? Yes. I mean, if it's Neapolitan. Ah, perfect. See? See? And you know how they say Neapolitan in Japanese? Yeah. Neapolitan. <laughs> Just like that. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Neapolitan this spring here. Damn, if dude, you they gotta get... Can you bring it back? Can I what? Can you bring it back? Bring it back to Japan? No, no. If you find some in Japan, bring it back to America. Yeah. Please. <laughs> okay. I don't think yeah. it's gonna survive plane flight. Uh, you can you can take a cooler on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about dry ice, but that'd be great. There's a question whoa, whoa. I've never thought to ask: Can you buy dry ice in Japan? Can I buy dry ice in Japan? I don't know. Maybe solid. Have, maybe. It seems like one of those things that either you'd totally be able to do, or it'd be super restricted, nothing in between. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's definitely going to be like, that's how it is for a lot of things here. Well, our next segment is Better Buddies Recommend, where you recommend a piece of media to enjoy. Mm, How's the snowboarding going? Uh, I just walked back out and you almost ran into somebody. Oops. So great. <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna recommend something. James is a humming, so I thought I'm he was thinking. about to. No, I don't have anything that's immediately coming to mind. Well, I'll go then. Um I talked about it a little bit at the end of last week's episode that I recorded this past Monday. <laughs> With John, um, but I'm going to recommend the Marvel Universe Versus series of comics. It is a trilogy uh, series. The first is the Marvel Universe Versus the Punisher. Uh, that story was also originally known as Punisher Last Gun on Earth. It's six years after the apocalypse. What was that? Nothing, sir. Oh. Uh, It's six years after the apocalypse. A plague has contaminated most of the population, basically de-evolving them into a cannibalistic, caveman-esque state. Uh, And Punisher wanders around the island of Manhattan, killing any remaining super people on the island that have turned evil. Um, He ends up getting contacted by Patient Zero, who is Spider-Man and asked to take out a rival gang in exchange for Spider-Man turning over any uninfected humans that he knows about to the Punisher, the idea being that they are of your tribe. In exchange for helping me protect my tribe, you get to take the members of your tribe and leave. 
Turns out the rival tribe is Kingpin. Uh, Punisher goes in, takes out everybody, and then when Spider-Man shows up and says, okay, here's, here's the survivors, go, Punisher shoots him in the head. Um, the idea being that at the end of it, it's like, oh yeah, the humans are like going across the river in some boats, but Punisher is staying behind because he's just as much a monster as the monsters he's hunting. The two prequel series, the next one was the Marvel Universe versus Wolverine, which puts Wolverine in the middle of the start of the apocalypse as it was developing. Um, and kind of has him in a detective-like role as they weren't initially sure, like, that everything was connected, but one of the X-Men ends up dying, like, getting kidnapped and eaten, and so he's trying to hunt down who killed them. By the end of the series, like, halfway through the series, he ends up going and killing all of the X-Men because they all got infected. And then he helps the science team get out of New York to save their samples and is like the regular delivery runner, like bringing back any uninfected humans he finds to their safe house in the Antarctic, Antarctic in the Arctic and getting them supplies and things. And the last last little mini series is the Marvel universe versus Hawkeye, which tells of Hawkeye and the Avengers last stand in the middle of all this. Uh, it runs pretty much the same as the other two stories depictions of the end, except the Avengers in trying to hold the line and retake Manhattan. They are losing, and Dr. Doom rolls up and says, I'm here to save you all. And gives them Doomstones that hold back the plague. And if they're green, and if they turn red, it means you're about to turn. And everybody accepts his help and gives in to Doom. Except Thor, who says, fuck this, Doom is evil, I'm not doing it, and leaves. And then Hawkeye finds out that, oh shit, the Doomstones actually guarantee you're infected, allows Doom, who is also infected, to control you, and he can turn them off anytime he wants to make you go into the full primal cannibalistic state. Uh, Doom does this to basically everybody but Hawkeye. So, Hawkeye goes, kills Doom walks out thinks he's like the last avenger is planning to go around avenging everyone in a very punisher-esque role from the first series when thor comes back into the city smashes hawkeye's head in and leaves with his body isn't this basically just another version of marvel zombies kind of it's very much that same like post-apocalyptic thing Um, but the part of the difference is, like, some of the cannibals retain more intelligence than others. Whereas with the Marvel zombies in particular, the zombies all retained their intelligence, they just couldn't stop their hunger. So, in the zombies, literally as they're eating people, they're, like, fully cognizant of what they're doing. With the cannibalism thing, it's kind of more very, like, primal, animalistic, like... Some of them retain enough intelligence like Spider-Man that he can be bargained with. Whereas some of the other humans that get infected, they're just, like, running after any meat they see. When was this written? Uh, 2000s. Oh, shit, okay. Um, unfortunately, what, like... it was written over the span of, like, three years. <laughs> so, like, the first one came out in, like, 2009, then 10, then 11. 
And the further they got from it, the less they kept the continuity. <laughs> what like, would you say, like, what draws you to it versus, like, some other stuff that would be kind of similar, like Marvel Zombies? Like, why? Um, Part of it is the idea of hope. Marvel Zombies did a went out of its way to guarantee there is no hope. Um, even, like, you, I mean, hell, Marvel Zombies sees Spider-Man eat Mary Jane and Aunt May, and literally as zombie Spider-Man is eating MJ, he's yelling at Aunt May to go lock herself in the bathroom. Like, just horrible, horribleness. Whereas at least with this series, it's kind of more about, like, the recognition of, def- like, the odds and it's never quite over like in the Wolverine series there's one point where he looks at Mr. Fantastic and is like so what's our fix like we're the superheroes we beat the odds every single time how are we gonna fight this and Mr. Fantastic looks at him and is like this has been around for seven months before the first like major incident came out it's infected the ecosystem. We we're all infected. It's just a matter of time on if we turn. There's so much other stuff going on here. We can't. We don't have a magic fix for this. We need science and research. Um, but that doesn't stop them. It really just like despite all the like craziness that happens in New York they do manage to get the science team like out of New York and away and theoretically eventually they will rebuild humanity and reclaim the planet it's just a matter of oh the entirety of the superpowered population got taken out um but it's also very much, it's an interesting story to kind of see the different angles on it too. Because a lot of times, like apocalyptic stories, you don't usually, like they'll usually, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. Most apocalypses, you either live through it in the story, or you see the aftermath. And this is an interesting one in that it gives you the aftermath first, and then it goes back and gives you, okay, here's this person's angle on it as it's developing from the start. And then here's another angle of how it developed from the start. Um, Interesting. Like at one point, there's one event that's in the Wolverine and the Hawkeye stories where there's a last stand. Some of the heroes are making a stand to protect the science team as they get over the bridge out of Manhattan. And on a roof is Punisher, uh, Deadpool... And Captain Deadpool, Wolverine, Captain America, and Punisher all standing on this roof. Captain America tells uh, Wolverine and Deadpool, go to the bridge to keep the Hulk from attacking them while we hold the line on this roof with our guns. Captain America begins to turn and tells Frank, hey, put me down now. I don't want to become one of these. I want to die a soldier and a man. So Frank does it. Then the Hawkeye's version of it you see it from hawkeye's point of view where as far as he initially saw frank castle was just about to kill captain america for no reason so hawkeye like ends up having to have a confrontation with punisher like what the fuck did you just do and punisher's like no 
he 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 was about to turn. He asked for that. Hmm. There's also this a one. much better. I feel like the this one also had a much better kind of instance of the. Um, we are powerless in the face of the powers compared to the zombies because with the zombies, yeah, they all have powers, but they're all rotting, decaying corpses. So like, so they get easier to fight. They're kind of easier to fight. Uh, the Human Torch like is literally like he's decaying. So the more he burns, the more he burns his flesh off. Um, nice. They they're strong, but their own strength betrays them because they'll rip their own arms out. Whereas with this one, they're not decaying, they're just the characters with the powers. And the last three heroes in Manhattan were the Punisher, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. And there's a, like one or two pages very palpable of like, oh, they're trying to do their best here and they are failing miserably. As like, they're just running and shooting and running and they try and take on one group and Black Widow just straight up gets abducted. She just gets dragged off, never to be seen again. It's uh, it's also like the the version of zombies you that really should have happened with people like Frank Castle existing. Of it displays more of Frank's planning and his ability to like be the Punisher. Whereas in Marvel Zombies, Punisher dies really, really poorly. He uh, he ends up going to help some survivors and then gets taken out by a zombified power pack. Dang, so he just kind of gets greased, like, immediately. Uh, he, he survives just long enough to, like, be one of the survivors, and then a group of four zombie children with powers eat him. Because he doesn't, he's he's just like a soldier, right? Yeah, like he doesn't really he's have just a soldier. Yeah. Although, fun fact, in the, because the guy who did the Marvel Zombies originally is the same, is Robert Kirkman, the author of The Walking Dead. Hmm. He was originally gonna make Luke Cage the last hero because he'd have unbreakable skin. He can't get bitten. Yeah. And then, as he was like planning out his story, they released the Ultimate Fantastic Four issue that introduced the zombies. And Luke Cage got used as a zombie in a background shot. <laughs> Damn, That's wrong. My man doesn't even show up. Yeah, so they made they did it did actually make them pivot though to Magneto being a a superior force in the face of the zombie horde, where like Magneto is protecting humans and like the living and proving pretty effective because oh there's so much metal in the world and you're all rotting decaying corpses so I literally just create a whirlwind of metal objects around me. Oh, and they can't get through. Yeah, they get torn to shreds. But yeah, the Marvel Universe versus. That's an interesting concept for sure. And there's no answer as to why the hell Thor killed Hawkeye. Like, there's no there's no indicators that Thor is ever infected, because when the infected start to kind of turn, they'll start talking about like meat. And Thor never makes any mention. He just flies out of the sky, smashes Hawkeye's head in with Mjolnir, picks up the body, and flies away. There's gotta be context. There's gotta be something. Nope. I've read the thing, and I've looked online. There's nothing. 
things. The best answer anyone's really come up with is uh, Thor wanted to honor Hawkeye with a warrior's death rather than turning and took the body away to bury in Asgard. That's a sweet interpretation. I like that. Either that or Thor killed all of Asgard and decided to just come back for more. (laughs) Just kill that one guy. (laughs) Yeah. Because in the original series with the Punisher, Punisher notes that, like, Thor kind of dipped out and left, but came back to kill Hercules and Ares. Uh, like, are they gods? Uh, like, yeah. in like they, actually, they, they are Ares and Hercules of Greek myth, but for whatever reason, they got infected and Thor didn't. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Noise. I have a recommendation. What you got? Go for it. It's don't stand in front of the exits of the lift and block the path so nobody can get through. Why'd you do that? I didn't do that. I just had to very awkwardly get around a bunch of people that I decided to sit at the top of the run. Uh-oh. So don't do it. This has been your public service announcement. Public service announcement, yep. Also, those darn skiers making fun of me on the flats, me struggling, and they just glide right past. (laughs) Hey, we can't help it if we're (laughs) elegant. James knows. Yeah, oh, I do. (laughs) Yeah, you got got two toothpicks to help pull you along. (laughs) Yeah, well, trying to think of... uh... You mean... Calvin, are you saying you didn't just watch a bunch of the army men scenes from Toy Story to prepare for what it's like to be on a snowboard? What? In He's Toy Story, the army men are on the, the boards, right? They can't lift their feet off, so they gotta, like, waddle with the board. Yeah, that are on their little platforms. Oh, no, that's what I, that's what, that's, that's what I, that's what I was doing to get across the flats, yeah. Because I, I ran out of speed. There's gotta be, there's gotta be like a snowboarder who has like done themselves up like an army man from Toy Story oh, and like sure. makes their board look like the little, the little platform. Sure yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Army man. That is fun. That is a fun idea because it would be super it, simple. You just wear all green. That is a fun idea. You what you could do too, like uh, just get like a full clone trooper, um, like outfit and then look like one of the like, minifigures from uh yeah like a snowtrooper and look like one of the minifigures from like um the star wars role-playing game that'd be sick yeah well i guess they're more on discs but still um, so could you guys hear me riding no i actually could yeah but you could you could hear the board I could hear, I could hear, I, like, for a second I thought, is he still, like, fucking with his bindings? <laughs> but... The only thing my Google search turned up was, uh, somebody actually made a bunch of army men, like, toys, except it's people snowboarding. That's sick. Oh, they turned the toys to look like snowboarding, as opposed to a snowboarder to look like the army toy. Correct. Gotcha. It's at least halfway there. Something. All right. I will I will recommend I've been listening to the song on repeat um and I've never really listened to it before like this but um God rest ye merry gentlemen Oh there I freaking the, love that song. Yeah. That's like my favorite. 
It may be my favorite as well. Um, I'm usually a huge Carol of the Bells fan. Um, Overrated. You take that back. You take that back. It's a good song. It's just people obsess over it too much. It's way overplayed. It gets overplayed because people put in like epic Christmas like compilations or whatever. Um, like it's like the go-to like orchestral uh, like Christmas song. I'd put out there mine is I want to have a married... for Christmas. Oh my god, I haven't heard that song in like years actually. Yeah, that's a good one though. But my my I... two favorite are God Rusty Merry Gentlemen and I Saw Three Ships. Oh. Oh yeah, that one is good. Saw Three Ships is great. I think it's probably going to be, for me, it's Carol of the Bells and God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen. Um, although I do love the uh, the one by, oh, what's his name? Oh, my God. Hold on, I got to check. Andy Williams, Happy Holidays for the holiday season. That's one of my faves. Um, but... I found this version of God Rest You Merry Gentlemen that is uh, done by, um, it's off the album, The World of Christmas Carols. It's done by Sir David Wilcox, the Bach Choir, and Philip Jones Brass Ensemble. It's like one of the most beautiful renditions of a Christmas song I've ever heard. It's very, um, it is a little dramatic, but it's just so wonderful and like very full and rich and orchestral. I would like highly recommend it. Um. Uh, and you'll know when you find it, but just wonderful. I was listening to that uh, all last week, and I've been listening to it this week as well. It's just—it's such a beautiful song. Um, because it's um, I did not know that <clears throat> it's an old Victorian phrase. Because it's easy to—I I said it when I first introduced it. Um, but the title of the song really should be read like God rest ye Mary gentlemen. Like it's not God rest. It's not like Mary is not like an adjective for gentlemen. God rest ye Mary is like an old English phrase that means like, may God find you happy huh. essentially. Like, which I think is really, oh, I, yeah, the other way. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, cause if you read the, <clears throat> the lyrics of the song it's all about like basically just being being happy for having the day um which i think is really beautiful yeah what is it let nothing you let nothing you dismay or something like that yes yeah it's okay hold on but have y'all heard this absolute banger of a song dominic the donkey the italian christmas donkey (laughs) i don't think so yes i have hey at least somebody has um, I don't remember it, but I know I, I recognize the name, and I know someone has played it. It's, I guarantee you, I've played it. And you, James. It's a song all about the Italian Christmas donkey who he comes to the good boys and girls of Italy. I'll have to ask my roommate about that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, Cal, you're right. The lyrics are "God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay." Um, Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, was you born. You hear me just sliding day. down the hill on the bike back to save no, us all from wait, Satan's power. Back? 
when we were gone astray. Yeah, I fell. I'm just sliding downhill right now. Dude, it's weird because I can't hear any of the, like, I don't hear any scraping or anything. <laughs> Make exaggerated sounds. Oh, no, I just, I finally gave you a stop. I think I slid like a good hundred feet. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah, no, so that was just a song that I found. I really, I really liked it. I'm looking through my Christmas playlist, and I realized I'm not really big on, like, old, old Christmas music. Like, I'm not looking for the God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. I'm not pulling the, like, old English, old Christmas music. It's all Christmas music from my grandparents' and parents' time. Like oh, Dick you're talking Crosby, about Mike. Frank yeah. Sinatra, Roger Whittaker. Um, but then the other big name is Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> Do you have a uh, night in Sarajevo like that? No. You don't, dude. That's like their like. Isn't that their like big one? Nah, fuck that one. <laughs> what do you mean, fuck that one? No, the. Let me pull up the album specifically. Christmas Sarajevo. Uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra album that I go to is the Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Uh, wait. No, I, think I, no, correctly, I think correctly, I recognize. Correctly, I gotta correct myself. The Christmas Attic specifically. Uh, yep, I do know that one. I saw that one, that show. I've seen one show of those. But yeah, The Christmas Attic is from 1998. The Christmas Attic. And it's it's from 1998, but it has the Spotify version has all the 2003 remasters. Yeah, it's the same thing with the Apple Music. We're five days out. Actually, as of this, when this recording releases, it's after Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. I say it's after. It's after Doesn't Christmas feel like Day. Christmas. Fun fact, rescue Mary. Christmas actually continues when... until the wise men arrive and in ladies. January. 12 days Christmas. Yeah. The Epiphany. No, not Epiphany. Um... Epiphany was way before, I think. I wish yeah, I had my Bible here. What am I? I? I'm a bad Christian. Can't remember. No, 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 I think you're actually right. All right. The epiphany is Saturday, is January sixth. Nailed it. You're a Protestant. No one has high expectations. Damn. <laughs> it's the uh, manifestation of Jesus Christ to the world. Also called Three Kings Day. What is this? The twenty seventh. So he no, said the sixth. Of January? Yeah. Perfect. Because it's the 12 days after Christmas. And Calvin's apparently fighting a robot. Yeah, I'm actually... I think Christmas Eve is... Christmas Eve is my favorite holiday. Yeah? Yeah, it is. Halloween for life. Really? I like that. I can All see Hallow's that All Hallows Eve. We get to dress up in costumes and get candy and hang out. Christmas Eve, I got Are you talking favorite holidays? Yeah. Yeah, favorite holidays. Mm. I'm a fan of Christmas. It's stereotypical, but it's good. Christmas is good. Christmas is a lot. 
I think it's one of the things I like about Halloween is it's like low key, mm-hmm. no expectations. I do I do have to say I like I I enjoy Christmas here because it's like not not a thing really. Like it's enough of a thing that you can still feel it if you want. Yeah. But um it's it's mainly a thing for couples here. Christmas is a day for couples and little children. Wow. To hell that's with sweet. those that's, big kids. Yeah. That's I mean that's yeah. very much in the spirit of the the holiday is to it be James? fair. I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. It's all about the only couples is the big and little children. It's all about the nativity, my friend. That's what it's all about. So yeah. Yeah, but they're not supposed celebrating the nativity, James. Well, once we get over there, they will be, <laughs> James. We already tried. <laughs> I know, I know. It didn't. I work. didn't see the Adam Driver movie where they where they crucified him, but uh, I'm Wait, sure what? that it has something to do. There's and a movie. Andrew Garfield. That's it. I think Adam Driver was in it too. Oh yeah, Adam Driver. No, they're both in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Silence. I gotta watch that movie. Um, Based on uh, real stuff, there is a monument near where I live that's called like the like uh, Christian martyrdom site. Which I mean, I'm a I'm a religious man, but I'm I'm actually glad that they didn't get too much of a foothold there because yeah. I think the Japanese like religion and their folk tradition is actually very, like very rich. It's very charming. I'm, I'm glad they couldn't do to Japan what they did to Ireland. Um, what do you mean James, what they did to James, Ireland? Is, like... <laughs> no, what do you they mean? Celtic, <laughs> yeah what do you mean you what clearly mean? need to learn more about the irish catholics <laughs> because the Ca- the catholic church and then the english church tried to stamp out the celtic stuff and the celts said actually we're gonna do both rj the the ancient the ancient like the ancient christians and the uh, and the, the the catholics and the older english like absolutely massacred like the irish folk you're, you're talking like roman times though I, I'm talking like, well, I'm talking more like Book of Kells, like like the the 500s, 600s, like like they came in and they made sure that like all of the ancient manuscripts got torched, like they destroyed burial sites, like they they made sure that as much as possible that it was like gone. And that, they, they just, failed. They did. They did fail. That's why <laughs> I like. That's why I like the Irish Catholics because it's like a testament to like a folk tradition wedded with the larger like Abrahamic faith, but it is still a shame. Like Ireland had, like they lost like a lot of their actual history because of those actions. Um, We still have the ancient Celtic warrior, Finn McCool. We do, which is an awesome name. Like find a better name. (laughs) Finn McCool, dude. That's like an eighties hero. That's sick. That's pretty good. Finn McCool. He lives in the land of the But James, fame. I don't know what you're talking What? I, I was going to say... That... Sorry, were you saying something, RJ? No, no I was just going to say that it. Finn McCool lives in the land of the Fae with King Arthur and his knights. There you go. He'll be he'll return in Albion's time of need. Um, <laughs> but no, I was going to say about the Christianity not taking over in Japan. How can you say that, James, when Jesus is buried just like a 100 miles north of me? What? I I forgot. I, I forgot that. Um, Wait, what? That's the. There's actually a town where they like this one town claims Jesus um, left the Holy Land 
and came to Japan until the age of like 30 and then returned. And then he didn't want to get crucified. So his brother, like his brother, like Ishikuri, that's Japanese. That's that's Jesus's brother, Ishikuri or something like that. Oh, took his place on the cross. And then Jesus made his way back here and died at 150. Oh, that's amazing. I wish someone had told the Catholics. So Jesus, <laughs> Jesus just like parent trap Freaky Friday with uh, Ishikuri. And he's the one who took the. That's that's actually amazing. That Oh, my God. What if. OK, I'm sorry to all religions that are based on the Judeo-Christian faith. But uh, what if that's actually what happened? Was Jesus just had a twin brother, and Mary and Joseph were like, "Well, shit." Uh, the <laughs> we census. don't like you. Well, uh, yeah. we'll just we'll pull a whatever happened to Monday, and the the two the twins are the same person, and they just all get all the same thing, and that that's how he came back from the dead three days later. Is the one died, and he's like, "Well, shit." Now I have to be Jesus. So he rolled away the stone, went inside, did whatever he had to do to remove the body and make it look like he got up and walked out. And then when they came back with the stone rolled away, he was like, ah, it's me, Jesus. Okay, that's sacrilege. It's only sacrilege if you are saying it's not true. Or it's the greatest buddy comedy <laughs> anime of all time, and we have to write it. It's only sacrilege I, if I'm saying it's actually a destruction of the Judeo-Christian faith. What I'm saying is Jesus was real, it's just that he had a brother. Who was his twin. <laughs> kind of, who continued I mean, his legend you know, to create the Christian the know about. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Jesus existed. He did none of what actually happened, but he was Yeah, all real. the important stuff he never did. No, no, no. He did all the other important stuff. Really... It's just the dying thing. Yeah, much like much like it's kind of, auto it's more like Judaism, right? Where Jesus was a prophet, not a not the son. Much like auto manufacturing video games at hentai, the West has once again outsourced its most critical labor, dying <laughs> to <laughs> to the Japanese. <laughs> oh my god they're gonna they're gonna be doing crucifixions better than West us in 30 years no i mean they're very efficient um until their economy collapses but yes uh i guess you could say that about any country to be fair especially the united states um no i i i'm i'm willing to to read more into that um for sure yeah you read the bible right yeah I've read most of it. I've read a good part of it. So you're saying there you know might the, be a chance you didn't read the section about Jesus' twin brother? I have read all of the New Testament, but I'm sure that maybe I could dig up uh, a Japanese version that would say some very different things that I would be more than willing to read. Um, like, absolutely. Um, well, it's, it's interesting, because you know how in the States they have the Gideons have placed like a Bible in every hotel room? They don't like obviously they don't have that here. What they have instead is they'll have like Buddhist sutras. Oh, that's amazing. I mean Buddha is Buddha and Jesus are basically I'm not gonna say basically the same thing, but they're it's a very similar narrative to a degree. It's um, a messianic figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's sick. I would love to um too bad we're not staying in like a oh we are staying. I hope we Is Tony Hawk we're not staying in the hotel extreme no. sports? 
Is Tony Hawk what? Is Tony the Hawk the Messiah of extreme sports? No, he hasn't died oh. yet. Do Messiah do Messiahs have to die? In a in a way, kind of yes. They either have to die literally, or they have to die like they have to give of themselves so much that it's practically a death. Have you seen how broken Tony Hawk's body is? It's true. It's true. But I don't know if the Buddha would have taken brand deals. <laughs> Maybe. No. Maybe the Buddha would have done like a uh, Siddhartha's pro. I'm just going to look at the Messiah definition. That might do Pro better. skater 2001. They should just have a skating game where you just plays religious figures, I think, actually. Uh, hang on. Messiah definition. One, the promised deliverer of the Jewish nation prophesied in the Hebrew Bible. But two... A leader or savior of a particular group or cause. He does not have to have died. So in elevating uh, extreme sports, in particular skateboarding, to such high levels, Tony Hawk was indeed the messiah of skateboarding. I'm going to get that on a business card. (laughs) If I ever meet Tony Hawk, I'm going to call him messiah. I'm the messiah of skateboarding, actually. But he wouldn't be your messiah because you're not a skateboarder. Yeah, but you can still preach. Yeah, you can still preach about him. Plenty of people preach about religions that they really don't know much about. Does calling someone a messiah, though, does does calling someone a a messiah necessitate your belief in them? Um, no, because the Jews that persecuted Jesus when he was crucified jokingly and sarcastically called him the son of God and messiah. Yeah, but they sarcastically called him. They didn't believe he was. Uh, that's so that's therefore, a crucial like, point, though. That you can truly believe Yeah. Like, you don't have to believe. You can just call people Messiah. Oh, I thought you were saying it, though, that you, like, truly believed. Technically, he is. A Messiah. Tony Hawk? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, right? Like, is By the he... second definition... Yeah. Or just go with the definition of just the leader of a people. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going with the Judeo like, Judeo Islamic and not Islamic. The Judeo Hebrew Bible of the Messiah is the one who saves the Judea people. No, but it said that it's a leader and or like isn't it a leader and or a savior, right? I mean Yeah, and or. No, no, not even and or a leader or savior. Let's see here. Of a particular group or cause. The anointed one. Merriam Webster. It's hard, dude, because there's like there's a uh, difference between someone who is like a messiah. The expected king and, and deliverer of the Jews, or a professed and accepted leader of some hope or cause. Yes, like Abraham. Wait, so what's is, the etymology of is it is it is it uh, Hebrew? It's yeah, it's um, like Messiah or something like that. It's it's some um, etymology Hebrew uh, and Aramaic, literally Masayach. meaning anointed. Okay, so okay, Tony Hawk was the anointed one. Destined so wait, to lead the skateboarders under... out of the half pipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, so wait, can there be more than one Messiah then in Christianity, or does I, this is now? Now it's like um, your definition is there it's only a question one, of or it could M be or lowercase m? Could, well, because that's true. 
the problem is too is like for instance like jesus christ like christ is like um christ is not the his messiah it's the christ yeah, the it's, it's an office like christ is like a, a heavenly office like it's In like a job comparison basically. yeah i would say the prophet elijah would or moses would be considered a messiah as in they saved the people yeah. and led yes. them but they themselves were not the messiah i don't know yeah, if that's what i was going to ask are the saints then a messiah because you i would say they're anointed if they're a saint they're um, definitely blessed by god so would that be kind of anointed but it's hard because like i think a messiah is like um like messiah is not just someone who's like really really good at their job like messiah is like someone who <laughs> fundamentally changes the entire paradigm of like reality like abraham is i think maybe one of the only fitting people to call like a messiah moses maybe but not really because he like abraham founded the entire faith like it's through his for instance like this is a good example abraham was willing to literally murder his son like to sacrifice his son it, it like in order to become like closer to god like he he almost did that and god stops his hand because he's basically like i mean again this is the biblical stuff like he's saying like yeah. you've proven that you're willing to sacrifice anything like you were about to kill your the son that you love more than anything in the world so you now have like basically shown your faith your devotion you're like everyone after you is going to be you know your your people are going to inherit the world basically so abraham is like in a way like a messiah although the the i'm sure like maybe some jewish people would have like an issue like so i don't know if you can call anyone else a messiah because like they have to do something it's not just like being again good at what you do it's like completely changing the game like altering the structure of everything forever you know so and i don't know if tony hawk did that so unfortunately i don't think i'm gonna call tony hawk the messiah of skateboarding but i also don't know enough you know so tony hawk is canonically the messiah of skateboarding Oh, we'll get working on his icons right away. I would love to see like an orthodox, like you know, like those there's what they call a, an icon. There's our first movie of 2024. We're going to write the Tony Hawk Messiah movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Un untitled Tony Hawk Messiah movie. No, no, that's the total title: <laughs> Tony Hawk Messiah. <laughs> it's unofficial. The unofficial Tony Hawk Messiah movie. The unofficial Tony Hawk Messiah movie made by three guys who don't know jack about skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> who never skateboarded in their life. Hey, none of us are priests either, but we're going to write a movie about a religious icon, so what do you we're, want from us? We're... <laughs> so, and we're not going to learn now. <laughs> we'll, get, uh, uh, we'll get Tom Holland to play young Tony Hawk. Yeah, that's perfect, hey. actually. I love that. <laughs> All right. I it's think... like, he's like Jesus, but he skateboards and his name is Tony Hawk. <laughs> so he's not like Jesus at all. No, he's exactly like Jesus, except in all those differences. <laughs> <laughs> he's Jesus, but radder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know you think Jesus was a pretty radical dude. This guy's even more radical. Can Jesus do a 900? Yeah, I don't think so. It's Tony Hawk's <laughs> signature move from the X Games. <laughs> I bet Jesus didn't even know what a skateboard was. <laughs> oh, so the X Games is like Tony Hawk's cross, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's got to attempt the ultimate trick that that will ultimately kill him. They think he, I'm picturing the scene now. He he does the trick. But as he lands it, he keels over, and they all think he's dead. And a couple beats go by, and he props himself up. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm alive. I need some medical help. He rose again. <laughs> he rose again. No, no, guys, I just I just hit my head. I, I need he's a doctor. He's the Messiah. Somebody call the Pope of Skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy like helps him get up. And he's like, "Hey, man, you're so, you're steady. You're solid. You're my rock." And he's like, "Yes, I am. You're the rock upon which your church will be built." What? No, uh, I didn't, no, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets away from him. I love that. Like, yeah, it's like Life of Brian, but with skateboarding. It's yes. actually pretty good. Yes. All right, I think that's it for this week. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Gentlemen, happy 2023. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to happy everyone. Happy New Year. Gesundheit. Happy New Year. Gesundheit. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. You can even find us on the top of mountains, as evidenced by Calvin. We're also on social media. Yeah. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Our social media account, formerly known as Twitter, aka X Twitter, is at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies and tweet about the show. And our Gmail is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on. Anything you send into the email, we will read on air. And last but not least. Uh-oh. Be a better buddy. Medically speaking, if you're under the weather, you need nutrients. No, medical science is nothing more than, uh, than, 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 uh, science. Religion with, religion with needles. <laughs> hey, at least that religion with needles like fixes me when I haven't been to the dentist in a decade. It fixes your body, RJ. But what about your soul? Does Fuck it fix your soul? your soul? Does it? Do not say that. <laughs> Do not. No. You're better than that.